Yo, what's going on? This is Uncle Hokage, your otaku uncle. And I'm playing a little gym hooky today. I know it's funny. I just did my fitness uh, podcast, fitness anime podcast. <laughs> but um, I had recently hurt my foot, like the ball of my foot on my left side. So I had been icing it all weekend. So I'm wearing like really thick shoes, like my thick white Adidas that have that really soft sole. And I'm purposely trying to rest the rest of my body because it's been so exhausted. Because I tend to go a little bit too hard. I don't rest enough. Uh, my diet is pretty good right now. So maybe I'll swim this evening when I get home. I'm trying to get into some new forms of fitness to give my body a little chance to, to ease up. And I want to get into some more fun stuff and not just the repetitive same old, same old. Y'all know what's going on. So, the beautiful part is I can add a little bit to the podcast. I'm on the roof of my office building right now. And I'll probably find some space where I can go and sit and chill and not be bothered. But for now... You might hear a little bit of wind. You might hear some planes overhead. You might hear me walk about, move around. uh, Try to find purchase where I can relax. Because for the moment, I'm just sitting on top of the world. I'm just admiring everything. Kind of the view, taking it all in. One of my things where I was trying to improve for myself for the new year is I've been trying to get more sun. I spend too much time indoors because I work in an office, probably like a lot of you guys, and I like the work I'm doing, finally. Many years I did not, but for right now, it's interesting, it's challenging, and it's deceptively simple at the same time, if you know what to look for. But, Because of that, I'm just inside, I'm on a chair, I'm looking at screens, I'm not getting out. And thankfully, even though it's Texas and it's middle of summer and it is kind of warm, it's overcast right now. So the world is gray, my shirt is gray, everything is gray, but it's so pretty out here, man. Um, So let me give you some updates just kind of about what's going on with me. So for those of you who don't know, if this is your first podcast, thank you, welcome, welcome to the program. I'm Uncle Hokage, your otaku uncle, and I've been an anime otaku OG for a minute now. I became an OG recently, and uh, I've been a fan for quite a while. Uh, I'm just an older, 30-something-year-old guy who grew up in the anim- in the 90s watching anime on VHS tapes in my bedroom with my friends at their houses with my cousin at my cousin's house my grandma's house going to Suncoast video looking and staring at the different anime that kind of existed in those locations and I would just want to see everything so now I'm just kind of talking and giving my perspective on what's going on but In addition to that, 
I try to do a lot of things in the creative world. I've been a creative for a long time. I I wanted, thought I, at one point I wanted to be an artist, like a classical painter. Like, I thought I wanted to be Raphael or Caravaggio or um, Da Vinci. I would go into libraries and I would sit and I would sketch what was in the books. And I wasn't the best, but I was pretty good. Um, I did pretty well in uh, high school and in some of my college, but I just didn't have the patience for it. And one of the things that you start to realize is anything that you love to do, you don't need the patience for. You just do it. I'm all about like this pop culture, this anime, this manga, these video games, these JRPGs. I could just sink my soul into them and trying to do things with them the way that other people do them is not so much me I'm a little bit more introspective my, my, my speed is a little bit slower when I think about how I play video games I don't like the fast paced Dota com, com, uh, competitive games, those aren't for me I like a little competition. Like I loved uh, 2D fighting games for the longest time. I was I was the man at Power Stone. You weren't messing with me. We played rival schools, and then we played Smash Brothers, the original Smash Brothers, for the Nintendo 64. I was taking everybody out. Everybody, you think I'm playing? I was taking everybody out with uh, Star Fox, dominant. But. Uh, I just liked those type of games because they were fluid, they were in the moment. Um, I lost interest a little bit when Street Fighter 3 started having the parry system, started making things a little bit too complex for me, um, which is what, probably why I don't really like strategy RPGs. I don't really like Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, though I love watching it being played. I love the aesthetic. I love the characters. I love the originality, the design, the graphics, the, the cool moves and stuff like that. I love it for that. But the actual gameplay, I don't care about. Uh, I was talking a little bit about on the YouTube channel how uh, one of my favorite RPGs is Suikoden 3. I played it on the PlayStation 3. I don't know how I stumbled upon it. I mean, I kind of do because I was always going to GameStop and looking for whatever JRPG I could find. You know, I love RPGs and I love anime. So, boom, right up my alley. That game is awesome. Love that game. So much fun. It's not perfect by any means, but it just has a beautiful story. Well told. Very mature, considering one of the characters is a duck warrior. Um, considering one of the characters is like, uh, I want to say it's like a wolf guy, uh, wolf dog guy, but there's a bunch of silly stuff in the game. So you could potentially not take it seriously, but the game treated itself seriously. So because of that, the maturity, um, uh, the maturity was there, uh, before itself, like beyond itself. That maturity level was present. Something like that, whatever, whatever the hell I'm trying to say. Um, but in that game, there were moments of strategy. There are moments where you would pan out and you had to suddenly combat a miniature army. 
And I'll tell you what, those moments of the game, I hated. I sucked at them. I'm not good at them. I don't care. I was just like, let me blow past it so that I can get back to the gameplay that I love. I love my turn-based combat. I love manipulating my single party, but I don't like big strategy, working on a grid type games. That's not really my style. Um, I could probably get okay at it if I played it enough, but it's not fun for me. It's not fun enough for me to actually really give it a whirl. But the point is that I, th- there's so many aspects and so many things that I really wanted to do in life, creative things. And I almost feel like I'm just now discovering it. I tried to do some um, music stuff, which you'll hear a little bit about that. If you listen to my YouTube channel, you'll see Otaku Us, one of my songs. That's the intro. And um, it's actually out, available everywhere. iTunes, I'm not telling you to go get it. But if you should so happen to want to hear it, it exists on YouTube, on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora. Otaku Us by Zidraw, Z-I-D-R-I-W. Now, 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 after having failed and failed and tried different things, and I used to have a blog site, uh, I've written books, I've tried to make little miniature uh, animated programs, I've tried to do animated GIFs, I've tried and failed and tried and failed. Things are just now clicking for me. Things are just now going in a manner that is most appropriate for who I am as an individual. And as a result, I'm having more fun than ever before. And I tell you, I try to do everything. Like, I'm a pretty decent photographer, too. Like, I was trying to have a photography business. And I realized that what I need to do is I have to take all of these things, all of these aspects, and channel them into my own individual interests, which is the otaku world, the anime manga world. That's what I love. I love, and I mean love, this lane. And it's hard for me to get that across, but I keep trying to because I love showing up to these little conventions. Even if I'm by myself, I'll just show up and I'll just exist and I'll just be there in the moment, just just taking it all in, just listening to these people talk about how these things change their lives. I love the cosplay scene. I think it is so cool. I love all of that. So as a result, this is kind of where my newfound, uh, I guess, direction is coming from becoming your otaku uncle. I have a little bit of my own perspective. I can kind of tell you, well, this is how things used to be. and This is how cool it is now and how things are so much better and it's just awesome and I love it. And at the same time, oh, you guys are also forgetting about this thing, which was really cool, which I loved too. Uh, little slight differences. Uh, let me see if I can give you one example. Uh, pacing in shows used to be a lot slower, which is both a good thing and a bad thing. It's a bad thing because you don't get as much characterization. It's a good thing because you actually get to finish some of your stories. Um, you don't have as many wandering episodes, so you don't have those little moments where, uh, where oh, remember that really cool moment in Hunter Hunter where Leorio and Karapuka were sharing a room during the hunter exam and Leorio came in the door and Kropika shrieked like a girl and covered up as if he had boobs 
and that's not in the 2011 version that's only in the 1999 version and it was so weird but it fit it completely fit kind of what was going on and that is a benefit now the 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 bad part is it took away from the show actually progressing we didn't get to Greed Island. They had to do that in an OVA. We didn't get to, um, what was the one right before Greed Island? It was like they had two OVAs uh, where they were trying to pack everything in and it wasn't just like in the steady show because things were taking too long. They were showing too much stuff. And now they can show everything and that's the benefit of the modern age. So as a result, I can see kind of both sides. Uh, and it's so cool because now I have a little bit of uh, I have a little bit of income being an older guy. I'm not scrounging for stuff. I'm a little bit more stable. I'm a little bit more self-assured. I kind of know who I am, and I'm kind of happy with that. So I want to be able to share as much of myself as possible and come up with some cool things for you guys. So combining all those interests and funneling it, twisting it, drilling it in and letting it come out through this otaku lens i feel like this is my purpose this is my goal this is who i am and that's why i want to give as much as possible so when i say this is kind of me playing catch up telling you what's going on in my life um, i'm working on the uh, otaku boutique i don't know exactly what it's going to be long term but i know right now i'm working on the clothing line uh, working with some great artists we have some great art uh, for t-shirts for uh, backpacks drawstring caps i'm trying to do something with sneakers but that's probably in the future i want to do some interesting fashion stuff i got um, some cool like bike shorts for girls which I think are really cool with some of our favorite anime designs on there. I've got a really cool Karapika thing. I've got a really cool Genos shirt. I've got a really cool, I have a bunch of stuff. And uh, I've got a Nakama a one piece shirt, sent it out to my, my, my homie um, Juice. And um, all that's going great. So I'm hoping that I can keep putting this stuff together and I'll be able to kind of get it out to you guys as soon as possible because the sooner I can get um the sooner I can get this stuff out to you all the the sooner I'll be able to uh meet you guys and actually get to know you guys. I'm trying to decide now if I'm going to go to Anime Fest Anime Austin or Anime Fest in Dallas. Now, I'm from Dallas. I live in Texas. I was born in, uh, born in Dallas, lived in Plano, grew up in Plano, went to school in Addison. And um, I've always been here all my life. I love this city. The heat and all, the, the businessy side, the, the hidden artistic uh, locations, the, the need for happy hours. Again and again and again, uh, it's a great city. I love it. It has some of the best anime stuff around i was lucky when i was growing up we had two planet animes within a 12 mile radius of one another one of them was in uh i guess north dallas area i think it's considered north dallas by the galleria close to farmer's branch and um 
we would go there on like the weekends and after school and ironically we were like there's a store just for anime and me and my other friend knew about it and he was like oh yeah i went in there when i bought some japanese super nintendo games and they had to break the pieces of the nintendo on the interior to allow uh, me to play the japanese games on my console because it wouldn't fit the sizes of the cartridges were different um that place was heaven and I would try to go there as much as I could, but it was far from where I lived, probably like 20 minutes away. I'm a kid, I'm, I'm 14, I, don't, I can't drive. Eventually another Planet Anime opened up in Plano where I lived, and man, as much as I could get in there, I would. It's the same way people would go into comic stores, and I had a buddy, huge comic book fan, and he would ride his bike to the comic book store every day even if he didn't have any money just to look at a new comic just to smell it just because he would come back with a comic he didn't even like he just loved comics so much that's how i was with anime and with manga i read anything everything i had to have it i needed it an america was a great magazine and they had those little an america zines where they had them in uh comic book stores where you could read like chapters of uh, uh, individual, like two or three chapters of a couple of different books. I love those. So you get to see peeks into windows of shows you didn't even know you were, could have. I, I read some Video Girl I, I read some Clamp X, I read some, um, I don't know, a bunch of Shoujo, a bunch of Shonen. Whatever was in there, there's a lot of teen stuff. Anything I could get my hands on, I was obsessed. I remember when we were able to see an anime in the movie theaters for the first time. Uh, when I was about 15 or something, I don't know. Uh, Princess Mononoke came out in theaters. Now, keep in mind, they didn't even show anime on television, right? They would kind of show some things, kind of. They would kind of have their tsunami and get their tsunami on, kind of. But for the most part, if you wanted to see anime, you got tapes. Um, I want to say this is after tsunami. I may be lying to y'all. Where tsunami as it is now was created where they would actually show the real versions of anime shows on Cartoon Networks in the evenings. Uh, you had your robot host and he would show you um, the shows with their original theme songs because what you start to realize is in America they would take anime shows and they would give them new theme songs. I think it was in uh, with um, American shows the marketing side would kick in and they would they would kind of deviate from the artistic endeavor of the show where the theme song kind of went with the program that wasn't their motivation they wanted to drill the name of the show inside your head so they would take fast moving clips and then they would charge it up and they'd amp it and play some rock music or some heavy metal and then they would just repeat the name of the show over and over and over and over again that's why that dragon ball z theme song is so like crazy dragon dragon rock the dragon dragon ball z like it's literally just saying the name of the show a hundred times dragon dragon rock the dragon they want to make it tell you can't forget it it becomes a jingle 
it becomes its own advertisement as you're watching the show as opposed to that little piece of artistry that amplifies and makes the show um, have a little bit more a little bit more buoyancy a little bit more pop where if you listen to like the theme song I remember for Vision of Escaflone first of all they just called it Escaflone and it was just Escaflone Escaflone it was just again and again and again go listen to the Vision of Escaflone opening it's a song man it's a real song it's a song that probably has heart warmth meaning discovery uh talking about the the pain of of love trying to figure out where you belong where are you now uh really touching moments but american television isn't like that they want to advertise they want to sell toys and shirts and shoes and the funny thing is when people are hooked the show advertises itself anyway but instead they water it down they did the same thing with card capture sakura they didn't think that um american audiences that young boys would watch a show starring a girl so they tried to pretend that Sharon lee was another main like another like like the main character um but really he's just like the second or or tertiary character uh is her sakura her her friend and then lee Lee is not featured, but on the theme song, it shows clips of Sakura and Lee, and they changed it to card captors. Card captors. Like, they had some stupid theme song, like adventure, excitement, card captor. Like, I don't even remember how it went. But it wasn't as good as the actual song. And it's kind of wild, but that's what they did. So, when we had Toonami... When we got to NAMI, and it was actually the native version of these shows. Profanity and all. Uh, craziness and all. And they just said, okay, these are TV 14. And I got to watch Gundam Wing. My cousin had cable. I didn't. She just happened to tape them all. She let me borrow the tapes. I got to watch all of Gundam Wing start to finish. And it was beautiful. Because of Toonami. Well, that is what we had that implanted anime that's kind of all that i had and it was fantastic but things are so much better now man um i'm trying to get the second model so that i can put some more images up on my uh, instagram and if you guys want to just kind of take a glance you can find me at uncle hokage on instagram really you can find me at uncle hokage on just about everywhere um Twitter, YouTube, Reddit, Pinterest, Medium. I'm doing all kinds of nonsense. And I love kind of putting, uh, putting things up because I feel like it's, it's just fun. I know that this is what I need to be doing. So I'm just trying to do as much of it as possible because that's kind of who I am naturally. So it makes sense for me to do it in public. So um, if you want to see what's on uh the instagram and you see some of the images for some of the the boutique stuff some of the prints uh that we're going to be doing some cool stuff with some of the t-shirts just go to uncle hokage on uh, instagram and you can check it out there so i'm in the process of finding the second model and what's interesting 
about it for me is that I kind of know the model process because like I said before, I was trying to be a photographer for years. I wanted to do catalog photo shoots. Now I don't think I want to do that. I'm kind of tailoring it toward working with um, this particular boutique that I have in mind. I really, I really want to kind of uh, be able to do more stuff like this. So I've got one model on the gram right now wearing the Kakashi crop top, which I think is pretty dope. And um, I've got two or three others that I'm like, let's get it together, let's put some stuff out. Because the more cool pictures I have, I feel like you're gonna feel it more than if I just were to put, okay, here's like a stock image of what you can buy. I don't think that that's really in line with my idea of the brand. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun doing it. And the model, she's cool as hell. She's been doing it for a long time, the one that's up on IG, and um, she kind of knows that you can kind of have fun with it. You don't have to take yourself too seriously. You can kind of enjoy, you can kind of enjoy the process of putting that stuff together. So uh, that's kind of where I am with that. Um, in addition to that, man, I've been having such a fun anime renaissance moment kind of in my own uh, mind. My, my ability to watch different programs and different shows is somewhat limited by the fact that, you know, kind of as your otaku uncle, my time is limited. I do have, like a lot of you guys, a day job. I do, uh, I am putting together a lot of work into uh, kind of the boutique and uh, my vision and what I'm trying to put out to the world as much as possible. So I have to pick my moments and pick my shows of what I can and cannot watch. Now, this weekend, um, as I said, at the I think at the beginning of the episode, my, uh, my foot, I had hurt, I, I had injured it a little bit. My, the, the ball of my foot was swollen pretty bad. It was aching me for several days. I could barely walk. So I just had to sit in bed and just ice it. So my foot is just on this ice cube um, or ice pack all day. Knee up under, a pillow up under the knee. And then I was like, okay, here I am. What in particular, what in particular do I really want to watch right now? And so that's kind of that's kind of what I did. I took I took the time and I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna watch. I'm just gonna watch what I'm going to watch. I'm just going to I'm just going to watch these shows that I want to watch. So uh, I've been going through a couple of things recently. I'm watching. I just went indoors, in case you're wondering what that sound is. Recently, uh, I started watching Visions of Escaflone, which is probably why the um, theme song is in my mind. It's such a good show. It really takes me back. I remember seeing it for the first time, like, on a Saturday morning, I think. I, um, I think it was coming on for kids, which was... Fox's method of how can we translate these anime shows, which are really for teens, 
to super young kids, like five, six, seven, because they feel like anything animated in America must be for the very young. So they looked and tried to find ways to, I guess, tone them down so that they didn't have anything that would be deemed inappropriate for the age group, for the audience, stuff like that. So I don't know what changes they made the vision of Escaflone. Historically, the intense changes came to shows like One Piece, where they stripped it down almost entirely of its essence and everything that made it special. But this show, I just remember liking it. It was the first time in a long time I had seen a, um, a dragon on um, an anime show. I really think that it was a blending of the genres. And in my mind at the time, I assumed anime was a, a genre. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't see it as a medium. I was like, there's comedy movies, there's drama movies, there's anime movies, there, like, you know, I just put it as its own category, but really, anime is just the medium, and the animation is just how they present the different genres to us, so there's slice of life, there's action, there's horror, there's tragedy, there's, not tragedy, there's drama, I guess there are some tragedy, like, if we were talking about, like, um, I'm blanking on the name, Clannad. I would call that a tragedy. It's a comedy, but it's also a tragedy. Great show. Um, it leans into those moments that show does where it tries to get up in your feelings and stuff like that. But this show, it just was a little bit more real to me. That was one of those things as a kid, I would always sink in when the show didn't end because the episode did. Meaning that the episode was not, uh, the show wasn't like a serial based, it was like sequential. So in order to understand the full scope of the show, you had to watch from episode one, at least episode two, watch the recaps. It treated it like a mature uh, television show. Like a lot of the mature shows are following that method, especially when you get into um, the more drama-ridden shows that are on HBO, that are on Showtime, FX, Netflix now. That's kind of what this series was and all anime was. And so, like, when I watched, like, X-Men for the first time, I had that same feeling, like, oh, this isn't just Bugs Bunny showing up, wacky stuff happens, or, oh, yeah, Kid Fantastic punches somebody in the face, and then the next day, Underdog is there, and then the next day, new villain. It's not like Monster of the Week. It's a long, progressive show, where the things in Episode 4 can affect the consequences that occur in Episode 7 again and again and again. And that is one of the reasons why I just love it. So there's some stuff in this series that I fondly remember. I fondly remember talking and laughing about how high Delandell's voice is. And I'm actually watching the dub, which I haven't done in a while, Um, just because it makes me feel like I'm 13 again. And uh, that's what I would try to watch. But the dub is a funny thing because you start recognizing that the anime community voice actor or the anime voice actor community it was a very tight-knit smallish community back in the day where the guy who played brock is the same guy from slayers 
and he also did the music to uh, the goodbye we're gonna miss you Pikachu song or something like that when Pikachu was gonna leave or something he was the guitarist and lead singer on that or something um, so it's kind of cool and then knowing and hearing a voice and being like oh that's Vegeta oh wait, wait that's go that's that's Goku like Goku the American Goku dubbed Goku was also Dr. Tofu from Ram the One Half. And so you had those little connections and it made it really cool. So sitting and watching this show like this, it really takes me back and it's fun and it's just a good time. And I just, I just have a good time watching it. Now, I've been kind of like taking myself through this particular show for a couple of reasons. One of the reasons is that I've been kind of putting this stuff up on my Medium page. Like, what are the classic animes that I think are actually classic? What are the ones where, hey, here's, here's an actual episode where you can watch it right now on YouTube. Go here. You don't have to go to YouTube. You can go to the Medium page. Or if you don't want to watch it here, watch it on YouTube. Watch it on Hulu, however you prefer. But, man, Project Echo, man, maybe you should watch it. Man. Uh, Vision of Escaflone. Maybe you should watch it. Maybe you should go back and watch Naruto again. Classic stuff. Maybe you should uh, read up on Hunter Hunter again and how weird it is. Uh, that's kind of what I'm getting into. And that's kind of what is motivating me uh, to kind of keep pushing these really interesting things because I just want to talk about it all the time. I want to sit and think and pontificate and wonder and reminisce. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at in the moment and how I'm going to put this boutique together because I don't know if I want to do storefront. I don't know if I want to do online. I know I want to go to different conventions and such, but what's the end goal? That's what I'm trying to figure out. And I think the more I narrow it down, the more I narrow it down, the more I narrow it down, I'm going to get closer and closer to doing the cool, real thing that I've always wanted to do. So I'm just going to keep putting out as much content as I possibly potentially can because I cannot do it. I'm having too much fun. Um, I think on top of that, I want to talk un- about something else, make- maybe about the culture. There are some things in the culture of where I think like are attractive to people like myself. There are things in the culture that I think are attractive to uh, people who don't know they're like myself, people who kind of like put it in the back burner and why I feel like the culture is so important. So beyond the boutique, beyond the immediacy, beyond Visions of Escaflone, let's talk culture for a little bit. When I was 14, I had a dream. Well, more like a vision. And in this vision, I had an idea of an ideal, of a place, a place I could go to every day. I had this vision that there was a place where I would go and I would wake up every morning and I would walk. And as I'm walking, my friends would gather and we were all heading to the same location. And on our way, maybe a little adventure would happen. 
a fight would break out or the wall next to me would explode and two people would sail in front of my eyes performing incredible acrobatics and phenomenal martial arts. I would run and duck laughing. My breakfast pastry held in my, in my mouth between my teeth while my, my book bag carrying either school supplies or work supplies or art supplies <laughs> dangled from my fingertips. And as my friends and I dodged that issue, we would stumble upon our enemies just ahead of us. They would be standing, waiting for us, and they'd leer and stare and say, Uncle Hokage, we see you. We've been waiting for you. And then they would attack, and we would fight, and I would win, and my friends would win, and even if we lost, they would start some other cascading series of adventures, and that would be the morning. Throughout the day, anything could happen. Maybe there would be a transfer student if this were a scholastic venture. Maybe this would be a, uh, a person who didn't quite belong. If it was something else. Maybe it would be a new employee who just happens to be oh, so beautiful, captivating, unique, magnanimous, magnificent. And then I'd go to lunch and we wouldn't have enough food so we'd all have to brawl and fight and get the bits of leftovers or new style food that we could get. Or maybe my friend would have her cart out and she was this mini entrepreneur selling homemade insert food item here. And then my rival would come across town right in the middle of lunch. And then he'd call out and say, today is the day I defeat you, Uncle Hokage. And I would smile and I would say, so how is this different from any other day? And then we would have a fight. And it would be my first real fight, but of course I would come out on top because this is my vision. <laughs> and shenanigans would ensue. Romances would occur. Girls would like me. Girls would hate me. I'd get friends. I'd get foes. I'd gain talents. I'd gain skills. I'd go through highs. I'd go through lows, successes, ills, theft, deception, explosions, expansion, and it wouldn't differ from any other day. And no matter what happened, me and my friends, or my people, my crew, we were always getting into something. One day we'd have a beach episode where we were just out and things would happen and there'd be an attack and we'd fight. Or we'd have to do art at an art exhibit and we'd have to go and scour the entire uh, city 
for certain artifacts while riding ATVs. And in this vision, there's tension and there's sadness and there's moments of pain. And those moments are true. And those moments are not unique to me or you. They just are. And that's okay. Because that's real. That's reality. That's the vision. That is how the world is. And in it would be beautiful. I imagined that I would get to wear the most interesting wardrobe. Even if it was a place where people wore suits, even if it was a place where people wore uniforms, mine would be a little bit different. Mine would be a little bit special. Mine would be a little bit ostentatious. In this vision, each individual who I conflicted with or associated with would have a specialty, a special skill, special power, a mystic ability, maybe a way with words. Everybody could be wonderfully categorized in the most beautiful of ways in this vision. The things that I wanted to do would make sense. Maybe I could wander the world with a sword in hand and little glob monsters, slimes would appear. And I'd defeat them and they'd drop coins and I'd earn money that way. And I could wander the wilderness fighting, gaining skills, learning magic, running from dragons and griffins and other interesting creatures. Really trying to understand exactly what it is what's coming after me what all existed in this world in this place and what all didn't I imagine that when I waved my hand in front of my face I would see a big uh, grid a half circle with inventory slots where I could place and keep and store special items outfit changes, shields, swords pikes, depending on my mood I had crystals that would call down phoenixes from the sky leviathans from the ocean fire pixies from the volcanic ash in this vision there was no question that magic was real there was no question that the extraordinary was in fact ordinary if you had the right skill set in this vision I would go to the grocery store but on my way I would realize oh I don't have enough mana let me go to the um, potions store the apothecary the the brouhaha and let me get my new skills up in this vision where I had to get injured I would simply reach into my pouch pull out a potion and drink it down and I was healed
that is what I saw at 14, sitting on the couch, walking around, wishing, kind of hoping that life was an anime, that life was a JRPG. And I think that's where the culture comes from. The otaku culture is an imitation of an idea, of a dream, of a vision, of an ideal of what people would prefer the world to be like were it to exist. How people would dress, that's where cosplay comes from. It's an imitation of getting that sense of the fantastical and embedding it into the mundane. Putting on an outfit and becoming another character you're almost transported into this whole other self. And that surreality is exactly what people are looking for. They don't want the ordinary. They don't want the sameness. They want something special. And that's why we dream and that's why we hope and that's why we love this culture. And one of the cool things about the culture is that we all congregate as otaku in the same places. We all, for the most part, know where we can get a bubble tea. We all, for the most part, know where we can get a bimbap bowl, where we can get good ramen, where we can get um, sticky rice. We know the Asian markets. We know how to actually make sticky rice as opposed to regular rice. We know how to make a rice ball. We know all those other things. We know the good sushi joints. We know how to get the good candy. We know that Pocky is delicious and there are many flavors that you can get. That's the culture. We shop at Hot Topic, we shop at Boxed Lunch, we shop at Zoomies. We know that if you go to GameStop Outlet, you can find very interesting designs on your favorite pop culture stuff for cheap. We know. We know because that's the culture. We know that that the uh, conventions that's where you find your really unique pieces. The, the bits made by people making wearable doujinshi, people making wearable hentai, people making wearable uh, logos, streaks, designs, the ones that we've seen the characters wear. We know that we can go there and we can get as many headbands, um, head plates from the Hidden Leaf as we want. We can get the Akatsuki cloak we know that we can get All Might's uniform. We know. That's culture. And I think that's why we all kind of congregate together. It's more than just the shared love of the, the genre. It's something else. Something that hits us differently to where culture is almost synonymous with self, with, you know, each other. 
with whom we are as opposed to whom we're supposed to be. And that's another reason why it's so damn important. The culture, otaku us, us, we know. Thank you very much for listening to Uncle Hokage's anime podcast. I'm Uncle Hokage, and I had a great time telling you this one. I want you to remember to check out some of my other stuff on YouTube. Uncle Hokage at YouTube. Uh, What else is there? Uncle Hokage on Twitter. I haven't really been on there that much or utilized it the way I believe that I can, but... I'm going to uh, find me on Reddit, Uncle Hokage. What else? Oh, Instagram, Uncle Hokage. That's where things are starting to pick up. Boutique's coming along good. Uh, I just wanted to give a little shout out outro. And if you are just wondering what anime you should be watching next, uh, the classic that you should be watching is Vision of Escaflone. The current anime you should be watching is Dr. Stone. So like, share, subscribe, love, peace and hair grease.